Therefore I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. This is Jonathan Smith, and welcome to the In His Grip radio broadcast. Join me for the next few minutes for old-fashioned singing and preaching. When you think you're about to lose grip on faith and life, remember this, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Good afternoon, listeners. It's good to be back this afternoon. And before we get into the message this afternoon, uh, the text will be out of John chapter number 20. John chapter number 20. Uh, but before we get into the message, I just want to talk just for a few seconds uh, about what happened at our church this past Sunday night. Um, God, we always expect His presence, but sometimes He really shows up. And I want to tell you, God showed up in such a way Sunday night that I haven't seen in a, a long time. And I would say that maybe a few people uh, at church maybe have never seen or felt God move uh, the way He did. Uh, I'm, it's almost like He came and He would not leave until the ones that needed something got what they needed. I don't know about anybody else, but I just needed that extra uh, affirmation, just that boost in the arm, if you will, uh, to keep on keeping on, just uh, reassurance. And it was just such a blessing uh, to see the young people uh, experience God the way we did as adults. And uh, it'll be a service that none of us will forget. Um it was good just to see my kids uh, experience God on that level, to see them uh, stand up and, and testify, if you will. And it, it was just such a blessing. And I'll be preaching in John chapter 20 about Thomas, which we often call Doubting Thomas. And you'll see where I'm going with the message uh, here in just a bit. Uh, but before we get into the message, I want you to hear this song that the Gaither Vocal Band sings called I Do Believe. I hope the song will be a blessing to you, and then we'll get right into the message. Some say faith is just believing Others say it's self-deceiving Thinning childish dreams to get us through Deep inside me there's a yearning For true wisdom, not just learning I trade all my clever questions for one answer that is true. 
that that song was a blessing to you uh, as it has been for me uh, for years now since I first heard it. Uh, now to piggyback off of what I was saying before the song about how God met with us, how he came in and really just showed out. That's just the best way I know how to put it is that God came in 
and he did things for me uh, that it, it'll it'll just be a night that I will never forget. I saw him do things uh, for my kids, for my wife, and the expression on the faces of many there in the church, what God did for them, uh, time will tell what all happened that night. And I, in John chapter 20, we find this very familiar passage, and you'll see where I'm going with this. I got a little less than 20 minutes uh, to get this in, so y'all pray I can get it all in this afternoon. John chapter 20, verse 19 says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. I'm just want to insert this real quick. It might be coming to a time in our nation, due to the way this election is panning out, that we might have to assemble with the doors shut, and we might be in fear. But God can move in, just like He did this past Sunday night, and say, Peace be unto you. Let's move on. Verse 20. And when He had so said, He showed unto them His hands and His side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas... One of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe." And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord... And my God, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. So as we look at this passage we just read, there's the wonderful experience which the disciples spoke about, which is where they went to Thomas and said, We have seen the Lord, except Thomas wouldn't believe it. He doubted and said, Unless I see him myself, I will not believe it. Why is it, just like the service we had this past Sunday night, why is it, and I'm just an analytical person, I look at things, I, 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 I try to observe things as I get older, I try to 
talk less, listen more, and and then sometimes I try want to look at things from different angles, and that's not a blessing. Sometimes that's a curse, but it's just the way I'm geared, and I've been that way uh, my entire life, and the older I get, it gets worse. But I look at it, and I see, why is it? Here's a question. Why is it that some people see the Lord, they experience God, and others seldomly see or experience God? Or maybe this question, why is it some never see or experience God like we did this past Sunday night? There could be people or maybe one person, I don't know, I don't want to be the judge, but maybe they might have been somebody there that night, and for all we know, it could have been more than one person that looked at what was going on, they were physically there, they were present, but yet they doubted that that was real. Maybe they questioned it and maybe say, well, unless I feel what they're feeling, I'll never believe it. That's what Thomas did here. He said, if I don't see God with my own eyes, if I don't experience it for myself, I will not believe it. You know, you can't be part of good services like we had this past Sunday unless you are present and accounted for. I've already mentioned it. If you missed a service, You can't go back and make it up. You can watch the video. You can listen to the CD. But it's not going to be a blessing like it was being there that night. If that's the service you missed, then you missed it. You know what? That may have been the service that somebody needed and they weren't there. So let me ask you. What is it that is keeping you from believing God? What is it that is keeping you from experiencing God? What if that one service that you miss might have been the service that would change your life forever? So what is it that this group of Christians saw that was so exciting, if you will? You got to think, God was just crucified. They saw the resurrected Lord. He had overcome the power of death. He had resurrected, and now he is the Savior, the Messiah that they were looking for. They saw that victory over death. They saw him physically resurrected uh, from the dead. I don't know about you, but that's exciting. The only thing that we can compare that to, they were waiting on God, and we are also waiting on God, but we are waiting for him to come back in the clouds to gather his bride, if you will. The the rapture, my friend, even though that word is not in the Bible, it is going to happen. But it ain't going to be like Thomas. If you, if you don't get caught up, there ain't going to be a makeover. There ain't going to be a second opportunity. If you miss it, then you missed it. But let's get back to the message. I like to preach for a few moments this afternoon on the man who missed the blessing. The man who missed the blessing. How did they happen to enjoy such blessings? First of all, we see that they were obedient to what God told them. He had told them to go into Galilee to be seen. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 10, he said, Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, 
and there shall they see me. They were expecting Jesus to be there. Let me tell you, if you show up at church and you're not expecting to find anything, guess what? You're not going to find it. If you don't go up to church looking for God, guess what? You're going to miss him when he comes through. But I'm afraid to tell you that a lot of times God cannot move in a service. He can't move in your life because one, you are not obeying his word and two, you you're not expecting him to be there. I believe Sunday night there were some people intentionally looking for God. I believe there were some people intentionally following the word of God. And because of this, they were able to enjoy the blessings of God. So not only were they obedient, not only were they expecting God to be there, but they also proved their faith by their actions in following the command. They proved their faith by being counted, which means they were accountable. Now, why Thomas was absent, we don't know. There's no reason for it. I don't know if he was just like any Baptist, that maybe the weather was too cold, or maybe it was raining, or maybe the sun wasn't shining, or maybe somebody didn't shake his hand. I don't know why he was not there, but he was not there at the right time. He did finally show up, but he missed the blessing of the first experience. He failed when he was needed. Now, why did Thomas, or what did Thomas miss by being absent? So let's look at it for a few moments this afternoon. I've got a little bit over 10 minutes left this afternoon to preach on the man who missed a blessing. So what did he miss? In verse number 19, we see that the disciples that were there had bragging rights. Say, so what did they were able they were they able to brag about? They were able to say we were part of the first to see Jesus resurrected. I'm going to tell you, I still believe in revival. I still believe it can happen. I don't think there's nothing in this Bible to to prevent the rapture from occurring before I even finish. Uh, recording this broadcast, but I'll go ahead and tell you, until that rapture happens, I do believe God can still move. Here's the question. Are you going to be part of the first that experience it? Are you looking for it? Are you expecting it? And these disciples had bragging rights to be part of the first to see Jesus resurrected. So he missed the opportunity of seeing the resurrected Lord in the first group. Christians should, be, should desire to see Jesus in his glory but they should be excited to be part of the first. I don't know about you. I don't like finishing second. I don't like finishing third. I want to be part of the first, if you will. So Thomas missed of being part of the first group to see the resurrected Lord. He also missed the fellowship with the other disciples. When we look here, it says that on the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples assembled. So they were together. Now let me tell you a couple things about this. They were gathered together expecting God to keep his promise. He said, go into Galilee where you will see me. So they were going there. They were gathering together because they expected God to keep his promise. Can I tell you about 
church this afternoon that the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my, in my name there, I will be in the midst. Let me tell you, as you get together in a service, a church service, whether it be a revival, a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday school, Wednesday night, you should be accounted for. You should be expecting God to show up because God is not a liar. And if we don't expect God to show up, guess what? He probably won't. They were gathered together expecting God to keep his promise. They were in fear of the pressing world around them. They were behind closed doors with the world shut out. I don't know about you, but times are depressing right now. When we look at the election, we we, we, we want to run and hide of what possibly could be happening. Is it possible that churches are going to be persecuted in America like they never had before? I don't know, but I do know when I go to church, in that concept, if you will, I go in to meet with the brethren. I go into fellowship with the brethren. And when those doors physically shut, what we need to do is let the doors close and leave the world out, leave our problems behind, and we need to get inside fellowship with the disciples and leave the world outside. Because inside they were in union, they were in harmony, and they were all there in one accord and present for the same reason. I don't know about you, you, but the Catholics have one thing right that all of us have backwards. They go into the uh, the, the chapel or whatever you want to call it, but they go into their sanctuary. They go in and there's altars as soon as you walk in and they make uh, confessions or whatever you want to do. They get it right before they ever get to the pews inside the church. Now, the Baptists have got it backwards. We expect to show up. We expect to sing. We expect the man of God to preach. And then we finally open up the altars for people to go down and get right, to get challenged, and, and do whatever the man of God preached for them that afternoon. I wish that we would have the same mentality as the Catholics do, is that we would show up at church. We would get right before we ever walk through the doors because God would meet with us and you wouldn't take the preacher preaching his guts out or God in, in metaphorically beating you over the head to get your attention that we would show up for the same reason be in union be in harmony being right with each other the way we can go in leave the world out and God can come in and say peace be unto you so we see that Thomas he missed seeing the resurrected Lord he missed the fellowship with the other disciples. Third of all, we see that he missed Christ's words of peace. We see this also in verse 19. Christ spoke words of peace unto those that were accounted for. There is something to be said about that first-hand experience. I've already mentioned it. Uh, you can go back and watch the video of some the services that I've been where God has moved. You can go back and listen to the CD. There's one service that I'll never forget where uh, one of the preachers at Pastors in Easley, Brother Rudy Smith, uh, he preached a message. And I wanted a recording of that CD. And when I was at Brother Tony Hudson's church, and for weeks I've been trying to get that CD, and I finally was told, Brother, we don't understand it. Everything before that was recorded. All the singing was recorded. But for some reason, the sound system and the video uh, equipment did not capture that message. You know what that told me? It wasn't meant for anybody else. It was only meant for those that were accounted for 
at that service. So like I said, it's never the same hearing something from someone else. It never has the same effect when it's viewed through a different platform or listened through a different platform. It's always special when you're accounted for and you experience it firsthand. They were able to see his hands and his side. They didn't say, well, I'm not going to believe it unless I see his hands and his side. No, they weren't looking for that. They just believed what he said. He said, if you go, ye shall see me. God is calling out to us. Hey, I'm here. He's, I will meet with you, but you have to obey my word and you have to be accounted if you're going to hear the words of peace. So we see he missed the resurrected Lord. He missed uh, the, the fellowship with the other disciples. He missed Christ's words of peace. He missed the great commission. He spoke unto them peace for the second time uh, before they were personally sent out by the master himself. So we see that, that he says, he says, as my father has sent me, even so send I you. See, Thomas was not part of the group where he not only said, peace be unto you, but he was sent out. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but God was doing something special for this first group that he did not do at his second meeting, if you will. And, I, and like I said, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he missed the very first charge of the Great Commission. God reached into those disciples and he said, he said, peace be unto you. But he said, as I was sent, now I'm going to send you out into the world. And they had already seen how Jesus lived. They already seen how Jesus acted. They already seen how Jesus preached the word. They already seen the ministry of his life. Now he's challenging them and says, hey, don't be afraid. Don't have fear. He says, as I was sent here, now it is your job to go out there and do what I've commanded you to do. So we see he missed the Great Commission. But here's the part that worries me to death. He missed the breathing of the Comforter. We see this in verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I this time here was a little different than now. We understand this was different times. God didn't have the Holy Ghost living with him. He hadn't died yet, but now he's died. Now he's resurrected, and he hasn't sent the Comforter yet. But for this first group, again, special group, where he looked at them, he breathed on them, and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Here's my point. Thomas was not present. He missed the breathing of the Comforter. This was the first time that these disciples received the Holy Ghost. This breath was a concentrated power of God in them. But when Thomas showed up and he saw, when you go back and read the verses that the second meeting, he goes and he tells Thomas, he says, reach hither thy finger. He says, reach hither thy hand. He says, now you believe, but blessed are those that have not seen and believe. But you don't find where God breathed on Thomas 
and told him, receive ye uh, the Holy Ghost. That is scary. You can question me. You can email me later. If you know me personally, you have my number, you can call me. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this uh, passage. But from what I see, and I believe this King James Bible is in order, but this first group, they received the Holy Ghost by the breath of God at the first meeting, but Thomas missed out on the breathing of the Comforter. But you know why that happened? He was not accounted for. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. And last of all, he missed the rejoicing. They were glad when they saw him, and they were happy and rejoiced about it. You know what? You will never see him if you don't expect him. If you were there, you could have participated. And again, like the service we had Sunday night, if you were there, you could have participated, but you weren't. And if you weren't, there's no way to make that back up. So I beg you, don't be the man that missed the blessing because you might miss out on the power of the resurrection of God. When He might save your soul, that might be the service you get saved. You might miss fellowship. You might miss peace. You might miss the commission. You might miss the power of the Holy Ghost. Most importantly, you might miss the rejoicing of the saints. This is a service Thomas could not recall. It was forever lost. He missed out on the sending, the showering, and the shouting. We have now come to the end of our time today. I hope and pray that today's broadcast was a help and blessing to you. If you wish to contact me, you can email me at inhisgrip at inbox.com. Again, that is inhisgrip at inbox.com. But before I go, I just want to remind you one more time that you are in his grip. Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Join us at the same time next week for more old-fashioned singing and preaching. I am Jonathan Smith, and thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to the In His Grip radio broadcast.